Hi there, you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 113. Running a business has all these other working parts and we just are like, where do we even begin? Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped and now it's time to light it up. Welcome to Gift Biz Unwrapped, your source for industry-specific insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And now, here's your host, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. If you are a gifter, baker, crafter, or maker, then you are in the right place. Whether you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, you'll discover new insights to gain traction and to grow your business. And today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Robin Walker. Robin, formerly an elementary school teacher, has been building businesses from home for the last 14 years. She owns and runs Zany and Zoe, which offers made-to-order cheer bows through her website and on Etsy. Robin also connects and supports women business owners through her Women's Business Workshop. She's the author of the Summer Survival Guide for Work-at-Home Moms, and this past March hosted a two-day conference for women business owners looking to grow their businesses. I cannot wait to find out what we're going to get into today. Welcome to the show, Robin. Hi, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I am so thrilled that we were able to coordinate this and we are going to start off the show like we always do because we are creators and makers here and that is by having you describe yourself through a motivational candle. So if you were to tell us what color and what quote would best describe you, what would those be? The candle color would be the colors of the ocean, the turquoisey, light blue, light green, because I find those colors so relaxing. And the quote would be, this too shall pass. But I see the quote in two ways. As a mother, I see it as this too shall pass for the hard times, but also that they are growing quickly. And before you know it, this stage is done and that can be a good or bad thing. You don't want to miss those good stages because a blink of an eye and they're over. (laughs) Yes, exactly. That is something my mom used to always say is this too shall pass and kind of has good perspective. Yeah. And people who listen to our show are mostly women. So a lot of us can relate to this, you know, especially when you're trying to build your business and you do have younger children at home and even teens, because I would say that may be the time when we need to be watching them the most. (laughs) I totally agree. (laughs) Perfect. This too shall pass, but you want to catch and capture every single moment along the way for sure. Right. Give us a little background of the past with you. How you started went from being a school teacher to a little bit of Zany and Zoe, and most of it is going to be focused more on the women's business workshop, but kind of walk us through what's happened. Sure. I grew up always wanting to be a teacher, but it's funny when you look back at what you actually played when you were little. I played dry cleaner and restaurant and actually played business all the time. But my mom was a teacher. My dad was a small business owner. So I went to college to be a teacher. I taught for a few years and I really loved it. But then I had my oldest daughter and I taught one year while she was a baby and just realized I really wanted to be home with her. So I was going to be a 100% stay-at-home mom. And that lasted a very short while before I started getting very antsy and just started little businesses on the side for money to just kind of help out. And that stuck. 
and three kids later never went back to teaching and was making cheer bows or before I was making cheer bows I was doing hair bows on Etsy and someone approached me and said our cheerleading team needs bows would you be willing to do that and then that took over the majority of that business. So you did have another business. Was it called Zany and Zoe right from the beginning? Or Yeah, the little girl hair bows was Zany and Zoe. But I also did things. I had a consulting business, so to speak, where I did continuing ed training for preschool teachers where I created courses and then we would go in and teach those as continuing ed. I tried to run an in-home daycare. (laughs) I just couldn't get it out of my system. I did a show a couple of episodes back talking about people are thinking that they want to do something for themselves. It's like, what should that be? And as I've been doing podcasts now, when I turned about the 50 mark, I was starting to see a trend. And I'm not going to go into all of it. But one of the things that I saw is exactly what you're talking about here is, you know, what did you like and what did you naturally gravitate to when you were younger? When there were no stipulations on what you like, what is that inner energy that really excites you? And clearly for you, it was business. For me, it was business in a different way. I had all my stuffed animals lined up and I was a veterinarian. Nice. (laughs) But still that business aspect, right? (laughs) Sure. It filled a void. It filled, you know, it helped pay some bills, but it was never truly like a passionate industry for me. And so that then at some point moved into your women's business workshop. Yes. Mostly it resulted because I was, this was before Facebook groups and podcasts. And so I was really home doing it by myself and not really knowing what I'm doing because I have, you know, an education degree. And so I started kind of gathering women around me that I started to see were trying to do the same thing. So we would meet locally and try to help each other. And that's just kind of spiraled into supporting women business owners. Beautiful. So let's talk now. So you do a lot. You're interacting with lots of people right in the space where we are in terms of getting started, having interest and starting to build and grow their businesses. What are you seeing are the biggest concerns that people are having? Well, the women that are first starting out, I feel like the big question is where do I even begin? A lot of women, at least in my experience, did not go to business school. Maybe they were a nurse or I do see a lot of teachers, people that have gotten out of their industry and reluctantly kind of became an entrepreneur because they were doing something or making something and someone said, you should sell that. And we know how to do that thing, but running a business has all these other working parts and we just are like, where do we even begin? What's the most important thing to do first? Exactly. I totally agree with you. They know everything about the craft and the tools that they need or the baking ingredients that they need, but converting it over into a business is an entirely different thing. I totally agree. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing is, where do you begin? Where do you start? What are the steps? What else are you seeing are challenges? Uh, One that's come up a lot in my circle is where do you spend the money when you're first starting out and maybe you're taking part of your husband's income or income from a different source and you say, okay, I have this much money and I'm trying to make it stretch. Should I get a coach? Should I do a website? Where should this limited amount of money go? What would be the most important place to spend it? Where would you get the most bang for your buck, so to speak? Mm -hmm. Let's unpack this a little bit. How do you decide? I'm a huge fan of live events personally. I love them. So I feel like in some instances you can get a lot of information in one place, you know, whether it's a conference, a workshop, 
I'm a big fan of that. But I also think getting feedback from other entrepreneurs, whether it's in a Facebook group or a forum, I think coaching is great. It's just a little out of reach for a lot of people financially at first. And also, I recommend people to score nonprofit with the retired business professionals. They have a lot of resources. Absolutely. I totally agree with you there. So your thinking is in terms of where does the money go? Because you're right. Your funds are limited when you're starting for sure. And I think a good thing to do is take whatever that number is, whether it's $500, $2,000, whatever it is. And before you start spending any of it, figure out all the elements of what you need to do and then create the plan. I agree. And so you're suggesting local events, if you're fortunate enough to have something around you and a quick Google search, Gift Biz listeners would be able to uncover those for you. And then if not, if there isn't anything around, then Facebook groups are a wealth of information. You go in and you really can buddy up with people who aren't even in your area, but are in a similar space and can provide so much information for you. Then Robin's also suggesting coaching and SCORE too. Look in your local neighborhoods for SCORE. What these are are people who have run small businesses all the way up to big corporations and now they are volunteering their time and their expertise back to help people like us grow and develop. And I believe it's all free, right, Robin, for SCORE? Yes, you can get a one-on-one mentor and it's at no charge. And they walk you through doing a business plan. Sometimes your first match isn't always the right fit. I've talked to a lot of women that have gone through a couple different mentors until they found someone that really understood their industry and was a good personality match. So just to keep that in mind. Good point. All right. And then what would you say is the third challenge that you're seeing? Fighting the overwhelm (laughs) of, you know, you think, oh, someone said I should make my creations and try to sell them. And then you start looking into what it would really take to do a business. Or sometimes if you do go to a live event, you get completely overwhelmed that what's a funnel? Why do I need an email sequence? And does that even apply to me? And there's just so much coming at you. You know, it's just really overwhelming. So what do you do? I am an old school, put things down on paper. I don't know if that's my teaching background, but I do brain dumps where When I'm feeling really overwhelmed, I set a timer and I just write down every single business thing I'm thinking of just to get it out of my head. And then if there's anything on there that's an actionable item right now, then I can prioritize. But I personally just need to get it out of my head and then really just focus. But what is the best for my business, not everyone else's? There's a couple of things here. Shiny objects are very dangerous. (laughs) You'll listen to even this podcast or you'll see something on social media that looks like it's something you should be doing and you totally vacate all activities that you were doing and jump over to that other project and then yet another shiny object comes and you jump over to another project and then you have all these projects partially started and nothing's actually getting accomplished. That is something I still struggle with. Well, that's where you're saying the fighting, the overwhelm, and you know, just making sure you stay on track. I totally agree with you. And I think more and more I see people resorting back to lists because I think it's just ingrained. There's something about that tangible pen and paper versus the online apps. And there's something very fulfilling with checking off steps too. Yes. And what I love with a huge list is I put it away. And then I just have a small to-do list for each day with maybe five items 
that are important to move my business forward. And then, I mean, it'd be wonderful if I got through all five, then I can look back at the list, but I put it in my binder. So I'm not seeing it all the time because then that just adds to the overwhelm. Right. If you have a list of things, there's nothing wrong with having a parking lot saying, oh, you know what, this is something that I should apply, but it's not the time now. I'm working on whatever your specific goal is at the time, right? I think the other thing really good and gift biz listeners, if you're not already doing it, I would suggest you picking up this activity. I do the same thing is what are the most important things for you to be doing in a single day? If you work a day job and you only have a little bit of time at night, maybe you only have one hour one night, what is the single most important thing that you should get accomplished? And know that before you sit down to work, so that hour can be as productive as it possibly can. And you want to make sure that your tasks too are actually tasks that move you towards a goal. Okay, so... Let's say your goal is I need to get more visibility for my business. A task that could move you to a goal is what kind of networking groups are in the area or what kind of conferences like Robin was talking about before. But you only research it for a certain amount of time and then you take action. You don't keep researching and researching and researching. Yes, just decide. (laughs) Yeah, you just take that action, right? (laughs) Yes, there's a saying I always say to myself and to my kids someday, but not today. So if I see something great online and think, Ooh, that might work for me someday, but not today. I love that someday, but not today. I'm writing it down. And it's great for kids because it's not a definitive no, but it means not today. Today, we are not going to the zoo, maybe someday, but not today. It's a little easier. No. (laughs) Yep. And that's your parking lot list for sure. Right. Yes. All right, so your big three are the challenges that many people are seeing, and I'm thinking our listeners can probably resonate with these, maybe all of them actually, is I want to do this so badly, but what is the first step? Where do I possibly start? And I think the solution to that, we didn't cover that in the beginning, is just take action and get started. Find some advice, find some guidance, and start going. What I really love about your story, Robin, is that you kind of identified after you were teaching that, no, it was the business side you really liked because that's what you were always doing when you were younger. And then there were several courses you took to. You really landed on what you really, really liked. But you didn't wait to figure it out because sometimes you really don't know. It, It kind of unveils itself as you go along. Right. And businesses evolve, too. And even those three things we discussed, I still go through those you know, things are smooth sailing for a little while. And then the whole roller coaster of entrepreneur life, (laughs) then you get back to those three things again, and think, okay, where do I even start now? Right? I think that's a fallacy of being an entrepreneur business owner for yourself is that you get to a point where it's smooth sailing, like you're going through rough waters, you get to a point, I think there's always things that come up, and you just have to accept that that is the way it is. That's the life you're buying into. And pros and cons to it. But if you're the type of personality, the pros clearly outweigh any cons. But uh, being uncomfortable, being challenged is just part of the gig. It's part of what you're buying into. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs secretly crave that. And that's why we're not sitting in a cubicle somewhere doing the same thing every day. And if we were, we'd probably start another business. (laughs) If things were smooth too long, it's like, okay, well, what's next? Right, exactly. (laughs) Just a personality trait. Yeah, we're just a group of crazy people. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on to another area that you have really focused on and specialized in, and that is moms who have kids 
who get out of school in the summer. And I've heard so many different reactions when it's like, okay, school's out. Some people are like, yay. And then some people are like, oh no, how am I possibly going to do this, you know, and go through the summer. So I'll be very interested to hear what advice and a conversation around that. But first, how did you decide that this was a topic you were really going to dive into? Just out of need, because my husband is a chef, so he works nights and weekends in the summer because we live in a touristy area. So he's gone a ton. And I was doing these businesses at home by myself with three little kids, trying to figure out how to actually do this where we're all still happy at the end of August. And my teaching background came into play at that time. And we started doing daily to-do lists or activity lists. And I started planning our day not completely scheduled, but a little more of a routine like they have in school. And I just saw such a huge difference in my productivity, their happiness. And so I said, you know, I have all these years of resources, I should get them out there because I kept seeing women say, Oh, no, summer's coming, my business is going to die, or everyone's going to be stressed out. So I thought, well, I have all these resources, so I should put them out into the world. Yeah. And then you tested them with yourself first. Right. And have been tweaking them as they've gotten older. So I remember what worked when they were younger and now they're a little bit older, but they still need, even though they're 11, 13 and almost 16, but we still need that structure so that I can work and they can get their stuff done and have some fun as well. So structure is one thing. And so specific time slots, if you will, and probably someday, but not today, you probably use that a couple of times. I sure do. I advise, I know it seems contradictory to the whole idea of summer being fun and relaxed, but I really advise women to start their plan now or before the kids are out. So on day one, you start with, okay, mom works from this time to this time. And while I'm working, here's what you guys are doing, depending on their ages and abilities. But to get that from day one, so that you're not having to go back and say, well, I know we were doing this before, but now we're going to do it this way because you'll get a lot more resistance than if it starts from day one. But I do do chunking of time so that I'm more productive because I plan it. Let's say I'm going to work from nine to 10 in the morning and my kids are doing their daily chore list or whatever. I know I'm going to work really hard during that hour. I'm not going to be surfing Facebook because I know that's the hour I have to get my social media planned or whatever the task is for that hour. I think if the kids also know that after that time, you know, that is your safe zone for working, if you will. And after that time, then you're back on the scene with them. They're more willing to not interrupt you or anything. Right. And we try to do an activity a week. So I save it for Friday so that I can use it as the carrot all week long. We try to do an outing on Friday. So let's say it's our beach day or we're going to the park or whatever it could be. Then during the week when they're saying, when are we going to the beach? Why can't we go to, you know, I have that, well, Friday, we're going to the amusement park or wherever. And it helps them not just feel like it's 90 days of how are you going to entertain me? (laughs) Right. And well, I'm sure they're more comfortable too with the plan. I mean, it's better all the way around. Absolutely. A couple of questions for you here. Do you get input from them on what their activities are going to be? So there's some buy-in there? Absolutely. We do like a bucket list, a summer bucket list at dinner or sometime, hopefully in the spring usually. And they write down the kind of things they want to do. And it's not just where do they want to go. It's what kind of summer do you want to have? One of my kids would say, I want to have a play date every day. 
obviously that's not going to happen. But now I know that's something really important to him where one of my other kids might say, I just want to read outside all summer long. So you make sure, you know, so they, we do a bucket list and that really helps. Some of the things are just mom says you have to do a chore off this list. <laughs> so you just have to do it. Well, yeah, because they still have chores. Right. But I do like our daily to-do list. They can do it in any order they want. They can wait a little while to do it, but they can't have any screen time until that list is done. So some of them will do it right away in the morning and be done. Others will put it off all day long and whatever. But mine are a little older that I can give them that responsibility a little more. Mm -hmm. And I bet there's challenges between, you know, if you have a couple of children, if someone gets their chores done, then they get to move on to a fun activity and the other one is kind of dawdling. Right. (laughs) They see that, oh my gosh, you know. He's outside. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, what do you do about if they want play dates during some of this time? Would that then integrate into the plan? In my household, it's mom works till noon. And so, don't plan anything and don't ask to go anywhere unless we're asking ahead of time. And obviously, there's certain circumstances that things change. If a friend calls and says, will you come to Six Flags with our family? I'm not going to say no, because I'm working, you know, but my kids can't ask for a play date during my work time, because I just know I feel like I'm responsible for their child while they're in my home. So I can't focus as well. So they know after lunchtime, that's when you can ask to have a friend over. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. The rules are set and that's the plan and that's the way it goes. Because the more you make exceptions, I mean, I do allow grace and there's some days where you say, you know what, we're just going to the beach. (laughs) I can't get any work done. We're all like, you know, you know your kids, you know when you're all at your breaking point. But overall, I try to stick with it. It just makes it the expectations clearer. Right. Okay, before we move on, I want to, because I think since we're in this mindset and this conversation, I am looking at the couple of things that you are offering our listeners, the free printable and the summer cheat sheet. So talk a little bit about these, if you would. Sure. One of the things I give my kids in the summer is an activity list and has over 70 fun things that us kids of the 70s and 80s probably did naturally in our summer days. But now with technology, it's a lot more tempting for kids to just sit on a screen all day or watch Netflix. So if my kids are bored, I'll say go do something off your list. They each have the list on a clipboard and they keep it in their room. And they just peruse it and look for something that they'd like to do. So what kinds of things are on the list? It's like make a bird feeder or make an obstacle course and time yourself, write a letter to grandma, ask your mom what you can help her with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that sounds a little self-serving, but I love it. (laughs) Well, it's a good training thing to ask for kids to ask how they can help. Perfect. How about is jumping rope on there? I believe it is. It's all just that stuff. Make a fort for your army guys. Little things that we did and kids do, but sometimes just a reminder of, hey, let's have a paper airplane contest. I want that list. Can I be a child for like a couple of days? (laughs) One day Friday so I can go on the field trip day. Fun trip. Yeah. The fun trip. Yeah. So I have that as a free printable and I do have one for teenagers 
and younger kids. That's in a course that I'm launching, but the one for school agers, I have free on my site if anyone wants to download that and print it. And you can always have your kids make their own as well or make a big, huge family list where you all brainstorm these kind of things together and just have it on a huge chart somewhere. Okay, and what about these summer cheat sheets? Okay, the cheat sheets are something I came up with because I had some people say, well, can you just do it for me? (laughs) And so this is also the teaching background. I love doing this kind of stuff. So every week in your inbox, you'll get an email. And in that is a theme for the week. So it might be the beach or the zoo. And then you get themed activities for the kids, one crock pot meal, and I hate to cook. So it's like a four or five ingredient dump crock pot meal. So there's three kids activities. There's a weekly outing suggestion that goes with the theme, a business challenge for mom, and then three easy snacks and lunch ideas that most school-agers can make on their own. And then there's a shopping list for all of the activities and the foods so that you can just go to the store, buy the stuff. Everything's printed out kid-friendly with pictures and very easy steps so that they can do it themselves. Oh, my gosh, Robin. That sounds awesome. (laughs) I love that. And so the link that you've given me is to sign up to get those weekly emails, right? Yes. I do have a free sample one if anyone wants to check it out first before they purchase just to see if it's something that they'd even be interested in. And I do have to say as a disclaimer for all of the summer things, your kids are used to being able to run in at any time, have you at their beck and call. Any of this stuff will take some baby step guidance and training to get them to do these things on their own. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of an adjustment period, you'd say? Well, yeah, if your kids never clean up after themselves for lunch, and you always make them every part of their lunch and serve it to them, them making it all on their own will take some, there will be a learning curve. But I bet they'll like that, you know, that ability to be independent and all that. I think kids feel so proud of themselves when they can make their own food. So Gift Biz listeners, I'm going to have the link to both the free printable, which has all of those activities. I'm just curious what all of those are. I think there'll be memories coming back. And then also the link to, let's just do the sample, the example one, so they can see that. And then you guys can decide if this is something that would be helpful for you moving into the summer. Those will be over on the show notes page. But for now, I want to move into our reflection section. And Robin, this is a look at you specifically, but it's a way for our listeners also to see if they have similar traits as you and to get some tips from you in terms of productivity and all of that. If there was one trait that you have that you think you've really called upon to help you be successful, what would that be? I would say being a connector, communicator, I have always been chatty and gotten the social butterfly stamp from the teachers, (laughs) but I love just talking with women, chatting, communicating, connecting. I love that. And it's always been something that's come naturally. And that's wonderful because that serves you so well in the business world. Yes. I hear so many people who are, oh, I'm an introvert. You know, I could never go to a network meeting, stand up and talk in front of people. But you are one of the lucky ones who doesn't feel that way. You're the opposite and it serves you well. Thank you. Is there a tool that you use regularly to help you stay productive or to create balance in your life over and above the ones you've created? Of course, this is, I 
was late to the game on Google, like Google Drive, and my high schooler about a year ago said, why are you not using Google for your business? And I said, well, I'm not even sure what it is. And as soon as she told me that you don't have to manually save your documents, I was sold. Like, what? I'm not going to lose it? All right. How many documents did you lose in the past? Oh, gosh. Remember back in the day when you would do a college paper and something would happen and you would lose everything? Oh, gosh. Or even like power shutdown or something. Anything. Yes. So I loved it. For my conference, I used Google Forms. And that was wonderful how you can make a professional looking form. And then all of the information you can with one push of a button can go into a spreadsheet Mm -hmm. that you can share and edit. For me, I know other people have been using this a long time, but it's really been a help. If I find something online, or I need to copy and paste something, I just start a new document and plug it in there and move on. Google Drive and all the Google Docs that are within Google Drive. So check that out, everybody, if you don't know what we're talking about. Is there a book that you've read lately that you think our listeners could find value in? It is specific to parenting. And I'm very lucky to have very wonderful teenagers. But I read the book, and it's kind of a funny title, Yes, Your Teen is Crazy by Michael J. Bradley. And it's loving your kid without losing your mind. And... Someone said, read it before you have any teen troubles. Don't wait until there's issues. So I read it just out of curiosity. And it's just been a really insightful read and just a reminder that teenagers are, their brains are not fully formed. (laughs) (laughs) I like the way you worded that. Perfect. Yes. (laughs) Gift Biz listeners, just as you're listening to the podcast today, you can also listen to audiobooks with ease. I've teamed up with Audible for you to be able to get an audiobook, possibly like Yes, Your Teen Is Crazy, for free. All you need to do is go to giftbizbook.com and make a selection. That's giftbizbook.com. Okay, Robin, if there's one single place someone right now real quick wants to check you out, where would you send them? A website, a Facebook page, just one place. Where should they go? My website has the most information and has a lot of links. Okay. My Facebook group though, is where you would get support and you'd get loved on. (laughs) Okay, perfect. If that's more what you're looking, you know, what someone's looking for. Okay. So the website is womensbusinessworkshop.com and your group, what's the name of the group? Same name, Women's Business Workshop. Beautiful. Nice and easy. All right. And as you all know, there is a show notes page that will be connected up and I'll have all the other information, including the links to those two freebies that we were talking about earlier and everything else that you want to know about Robin. Now, Robin, I'd like to invite you to dare to dream. I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. What is inside your box? Well, it would have to be a very large box. (laughs) But what I would always dream about is having a cabin in the woods on a lake that is just for me and my business. So I can go there. I can work. There's a Facebook Live backdrop that I can use. There's a fully stocked kitchen. Maybe we'll throw in a chef. And that is my getaway space. I could have retreats there. I could host workshops, but just a really relaxing, comfy 
space just for work. That sounds fabulous. I can envision <laughs> it right now and I'm already there. <laughs> sounds wonderful. We'll have coffee on the deck at, looking out at the lake. Beautiful. Perfect. Love it. Love it. Robin, thank you so much. This has been so informative. I know that there are a lot of business moms out there who are going to have such a better summer, peaceful, relaxing. The kids are going to be all in line and businesses can continue to grow. Maybe not at the same speed. Maybe you back it up a little bit so you can enjoy your summer, but with the direction that you've provided and the guidance, and if people take advantage of some of these things that you're offering, I see, you know, we can then as moms with younger children be looking forward to the summer, just like we used to do when we got out of school. Right. Yes. That is such a great point. Do you remember that feeling when you walked out of those school doors, even if you liked school, because I was a kid who liked school. Right. Oh, sure. But you walk out of those school doors for three months and you're like, or two and a half, whatever, and you're like, freedom. I just got the chills. (laughs) That is so how I want moms to feel too. Perfect. And you have done a great step, I'd say, in helping us all to achieve that by what you've shared with us today. So I appreciate it so, so much. And may your candle always burn bright. Thank you. You too. Do you know that you should be out networking, but you just can't get yourself to do it because it's scary? Are you afraid that you might walk into the room and not know anybody? Or that you're going to freeze when you get up to do that infamous elevator speech where you talk about yourself and your business? Well, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't need to be scary if you know what to do. To help you with this, I would like to offer you a coffee chat. For the price of buying me a cup of coffee, we can sit down through an online video and I'll tell you everything that I know about networking and how I have personally built two multi-six-figure businesses primarily through networking. You'll walk away with a solid understanding about how networking can truly grow your business. And you're going to have newfound confidence because I'm going to give you 10 fill-in-the-blank templates that you can use for your introduction message. To learn more about this opportunity, just go over to bit.ly forward slash network ninja. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash network ninja. Today's show is sponsored by the Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out the ribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Where are you in your business building journey? Whether you're just starting out or already running a business and you want to know your setup for success, find out by taking the gift biz quiz. Access the quiz from your computer at bit.ly slash giftbizquiz or from your phone by texting giftbizquiz to 44222. Thanks for listening and be sure to join us for the next episode.